G'day everyone and welcome to episode 4 of my podcast. It's Glenno here. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Not so much a fantastic weekend up here on the Gold Coast, especially up in the hinterland areas with those bushfires and that. And uh, the smoke and the haze has been relentless here the last several days. We're going to discuss that. And also my loss of interest in Instagram. Well, I'm still on the platform, but nowhere near as I used to be. So we're going to go into that a bit further too. Well, most of you would have heard now about the um, fires that are ravaging the state up here in Queensland and in northern New South Wales. And I'll just briefly go through what the situation is at the moment. It constantly gets updated. So I obviously can't do a podcast uh, every time something changes because I normally only do a recording once a week. But I'll just give an overview of what's going on. The last week we've had really dry weather, southwesterly winds, westerly winds. And sometimes from the northwest, uh, even Brisbane got up to 34 degrees on Friday, which is well above average for this time of year. Now, September is traditionally a dry month. It's one of the driest months of the year. And uh, this is when these situations can occur. Um, Low humidity um, from winds coming in from inland. And it's caused fires down at Stanthorpe and Applethorpe in the Tenterfield area in northern New South Wales on the Gold Coast hinterland, Binnaburra, around the Canungra area, O'Reilly's at Lamington National Park. And I'm also now hearing of fires on the Sunshine Coast. So it's not good at all. Um, I'm just looking at some news articles now, and I'll just go through where all the fires are and what's going on. Uh, So in New South Wales... um, There's more than 53 bush and grass fires burning up and down the coast between Newcastle and Byron Bay and inland. Um, There's about 60,000 hectares burnt north of Ebor in the Armadale area. Long Gully Road, Drake in the Tenerfield area, there's more than 30,000 hectares affected. Now, so far, one home has been destroyed in Tenterfield, according to news reports and five homes have been damaged in Tenerfield. Um, Three outbuildings destroyed in Lidsdale. Uh, There's 680 firefighters on the ground, and the areas of Bee Nest and Drake are watch and act, and the fires are still out of control. Strong winds expected in both the Tenerfield and Armadale areas on Monday and in the next couple of days, which will make it difficult to control the blazes. It's a strong southwesterly wind at the moment, and they're forecast to turn more southerly tomorrow and and Wednesday. Now, up in Queensland, it's probably the worst start in recorded history to Queensland bushfires. Over 50 fires are burning across Queensland Today, on Monday, there's been major blazes in Stanthorpe and Applethorpe. There's been evacuation centres in Warwick and Stanthorpe for people that were forced to evacuate to go to shelters. It is now burning in containment lines, but there are concerns about strong winds during the area, which did occur today. There was pretty strong wind gusts up to 70 kilometres an hour. There is a second major fire Uh, burning near Binnaburra in the Gold Coast hinterland. No fatalities as of yet, and hopefully it stays like that. Um, 15 homes and six other structures have been destroyed since the crisis began 
about three, four days ago, uh, the Stanthorpe fire has destroyed eight structures, including three homes and water tanks. On the Gold Coast hinterland, 11 homes so far were destroyed at Sarabar by the fire now at Binnaburra. And the heritage-listed Binnaburra Lodge has been seriously damaged, which is very sad. That Binnaburra Lodge is uh, was built, I think, in the 1930s, so it's, you know, 80 years old. And... Uh, there's a lot of jobs rely on that on that lodge, a lot of employment there for the, for the people that live in that area and so forth. Um, the damage tally, no doubt, will rise uh, when people when it's safe to check fire ravaged areas. So there could be possibly more homes damaged or destroyed that we don't know about. Uh, most of the residents obviously have been forced to evacuate their homes. Some go into shelters and others seeking refuge with friends or family. Um, some people in the Stanthorpe area are allowed to go back home. Uh, various schools were closed today and possibly tomorrow and no doubt many roads have been closed and people are urged to check the relevant authorities before travelling into affected um, areas. So that's the situation at the moment. Um, now, I'm just reading just something, just bear with me for a minute. So aircraft were, were grounded periodically today on Monday um, due to high winds and so forth. It's still with about 100 police guests and staff are sheltering at O'Reilly's guest house at Canunga on Monday night. Um, and locals were forced to flee their homes to escape the Sarabar and Binnaburra infernos. They're allowed to back to access the damage uh, their homes. And they were forewarned about the destruction they could face after the Sarabar blaze burnt through 3,600 hectares. And uh, other property owners were told they can check their pets and collect medication and so forth. And um, 20 properties have been destroyed. Another 27 have been damaged since the bushfire crisis began on Thursday, including the historic Binnaburra Lodge. Um, fires are also burning further north around the Rockhampton, Gympie, and there's one fire west of Toowoomba, but no homes are th under threat in those areas at this stage. And the federal and state governments have promised assistance to those affected by the fires, especially at um, Stanthorpe Way in the Southern Downs in Southern Queensland where I said in my last podcast they're predicting water will run out. The town will run out of water by Christmas if it has if it doesn't get significant rain by then. So they're actually um, trucking water in now from other areas. So um, and uh, I did hear today that some children, 10 or 11 year olds, a litter blaze at Pimpama on the Gold Coast and it was extinguished before it could uh, cause any damage. So uh, people out there are deliberately lighting fires and no doubt from cigarette butts as well. Uh, there's no thunderstorm, hasn't been any thunderstorms in the last week or so. So the fires aren't being caused by lightning strikes, so you could rule that out. So the only other Things are cigarette butts and deliberately lit and God knows what else. So um, that's the situation at the moment. I'm just uh, clicking on what's happening on in Beachmont at the moment. 
Um, 9.30 Monday night, a large fast-moving fire is travelling in an easterly direction towards Lower Beachmont and it's expected to impact Beachmont Road between Lower Beachmont School Road and Bottle Tree Lane. The fire could have significant impact on the community. So residents in the Lower Beachmont Township should evacuate in a northeasterly direction on Beachmont Road towards Narang. So uh, they're not out of the woods yet out that way. It looks like things are actually getting uh, worse, just, just looking at the latest updates. So um, it's not good at all. Now, up on the Sunshine Coast, um, the fire Queensland Fire and Emergency Services have confirmed that 10 homes have been destroyed at Perigean on the Sunshine Coast. Um, they also report that a service station is also on fire. So anyone in the area of Castaways Beach, Sunrise Beach, Sunshine Beach, Noosa Spring and Noosa Heads, Noosa Junction to prepare to leave. So obviously there's a um, bushfire emergency up on the Sunshine Coast and um, it could possibly get worse. Um, and I think parts of the Sunshine Coast motorway uh, are closed as well. So just be careful if you're up there. An evacuation centre has been established at the Coolum Surf Lifing Club. And uh, police were earlier driving around with loudspeakers, um, well, from what I'm reading here on the Courier-Mail, screaming for residents to flee and in imminent ferno. So it doesn't sound uh, too good up there at all. So it's... Uh, that's the latest um, fire updates, and uh, um, you've got to give your um, a shout out to the firefighters and emergency services for doing a fantastic job working around the clock to try and do their best to, to save people's lives and save people's homes. Now, as you all would know by now, Instagram started a trial several months ago in Canada with the removal of likes on Instagram. And that trial has now spread to other countries around the world. I think Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and a few other countries I can't think off the top of my head. And the idea, I think, of this is to try and stop the competitiveness and uh, mental health and well-being with people worrying about what others are doing, which I've been guilty of in the past, and uh, there's no denying that. You know, why is this person or doing better than me or my photo's better than his, but he's getting more interaction and so forth. And um, it was starting to affect a lot of people, and I think Instagram had decided to do something about it and remove the likes altogether. Rumour has it that they might be doing the same to Facebook as well, well, they, they haven't done that yet. And my thoughts about this, it's a great idea. Um, you can see your own likes, um, but you can't see what others are doing and how many likes they're getting. So it's like a even playing field. Obviously, comments is different. You can see how many comments people are getting, but people didn't really take much notice of, you know, why are people getting... 20 extra comments than me or Joe Blow is getting more comments than her and whatever. 
It was more the likes that people were focusing on. So the comments have stayed, obviously, so you can see what people are saying and so forth. And um, But around the same time that happened, I don't know if it's coincidental or not, I've sort of dramatically lost interest in the platform. I do my stories not as much as I used to. Um, I'm sort of, what I've been doing the last three weeks is doing a top 10 countdown from previous years on a Thursday as a throwback Thursday. So people around that weren't around back in the 70s and 80s gives them an idea of what type of music we were listening to back in the charts back in the day. And I just think it's a cool concept I thought of and um, obviously with Instagram supplying the music, that does help a lot. Otherwise, I'd have to go into my own library and put the songs up manually, which would be a lot more harder. And it's a bit of fun too. And uh, hearing songs that I haven't heard from in a long while, I'm sure others haven't as well. So I've sort of been doing that. But apart from that, I haven't really been doing many stories. I haven't really been posting much. With the exception of this week, I have put a couple of photos up two days in a row, and that's just because of the, the amount of smoke and haze up here. It's not something you don't very rarely see up here on the Gold Coast, so I took advantage of it, and I'm sure others did too, and took some photos of the that red glowing sun that happens when you've got smoke surrounding it. And uh, But prior to the last couple of days, I haven't really put any photos up once a week, once a fortnight. and. Um, it's the same with stories as well. I haven't really been going through everyone else's stories uh, like I normally would and replying and so forth, or, or I did tonight on a few people. So I'm just sort of, um, I feel like to me, Instagram's becoming a chore now. You know, going through the feed and trying to like and comment on everyone's photos so you, you feel that you've got to go through and the whole feed until that message comes up on the feed and says you've you've caught up now and then you think, oh, well, I've done my deed for the day. Now I don't have to look at Instagram now for the rest of the day when there's no defined rule on whether you should go through everyone, the whole feed on your timeline or not or just spend five minutes and just like whatever's on that time that, you, that you're on there. So I have cut back a lot and uh, that's probably why if you've noticed, I've been a bit more inactive and not commenting as much. That's the reason. I just feel like it's just a chore now and I'm not enjoying it as much as I used to. I've been on the platform for the best part of five or six years now. I think 2012 is when I first started and I started getting more serious in 2013 when I bought my first camera. And uh, look, we've all been guilty of worrying about numbers I'm first to put my hand up about that. Not so much now. And a lot of people, since Instagram got rid of the likes feature, I think a lot of people have sort of settled down and aren't as fussed now and they're willing to post different content without the worry of how well or how bad it's going to go. So that's probably a good thing in that respect as well. But I just can't sit down and spend half a day, especially on my days off and that, um and go through everyone's timeline and like and comment. So no offence to anyone if I'm not liking as much and commenting as much. I just need to get away from the platform. I think there's other things in life other than Instagram. People my age can attest to that, that, you know, we all lived a life before Instagram and without a problem in the world. And I'm sure we would live a life after Instagram whenever it disappears. So um, 
It's not the end of the world. Some do take it too serious. Some people rely on it. I can understand the good thing about it is that you do, especially the people that live on their own and are a bit lonely, it's a good outlet for them. It's a way of keeping in touch with the world and the people you follow. So, and I'm actually going to do a podcast down the track about loneliness and so forth. So uh, um, that'll be interesting. I'll think up something about that. So it keeps people in touch and they don't feel as isolated when they're on the platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook or, or Twitter. So, but I just need to get away. I've got a website now to work on that I play with and I've got the podcast that I'm concentrating on. So I think because uh, my mind's on those things, I'm not concentrating on Instagram as much. So I just sort of set the record straight on, on what's going on with IG that I won't be on there nowhere near as much as I used to be. Um, I do have a smaller account, Glenas Photography. I've got less than a thousand followers on that where I put photos up there on what as well. So the same thing. I'm not haven't been on there as much as either. So, um, so that's the story with me with Instagram. I'm not going to disappear completely, but definitely I have lost interest. It could be just a stage I'm going through, or it could be just a more permanent thing where I'm just not going to be on the platform as much. I'll do the odd stories and do me throwback music on Thursday, and that'll be about it. Speaking of Instagram stories, uh, for those that have, have been listening on Thursdays, I've been doing a throwback Thursday playing the top 10 songs from a certain year and a certain month over the last three weeks. I plan to do it again this week. I'm actually going to put a poll up this time uh, and I'll get the followers, my followers to choose, if they so wish, to choose what year I'm going to do a top 10 on this week. Um, so I'm going to put a poll up, and there's three years to choose from, 1985, 1995, and 2005. So you can vote on any of those three, and the one that will get the most votes, I will do the top 10 on. So if you do happen to choose 1985, I'll give you three artists from the chart that will be in that top 10. It'll be the Models, Dire Straits, or In Excess. Okay, if you choose 1995... We've got Seal in there, Hooting the Blowfish, and Jan Arden. That's a name I haven't heard from in a long time. 2005, if you want to choose that one, you might get to hear the Pussycat Dolls, Jessica Simpson. Remember that? Those boots are made for walking. Yeah, Jessica Simpson did a really good cover version of that. And the Black Eyed Peas are in there as well. So um, I will do the poll up. I'll put that up on probably on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday afternoon, I will just put up the one with the most votes and I'll do that year. And I'll have to do it early this week because I'm actually going to a Bucks party and I think that's at six o'clock. So uh, I'll try and throw up the top 10 before that. If not, I'll have to do it Friday morning. So that's the story there. And also with stories and the music. So most of this uh, music I, I do from Instagram, as you know, you can choose music on IG. It doesn't have every song, though, so sometimes when I compile a, compile a chart, if that song's not available, I, I just go to the next one. So if I might have to go to whatever number 11 or number 12 is on the chart, but I don't think it's not a, it's not a main issue, but it gives you guys an idea of what music was being played back in the old days, as you would call it. Okay, now for some brighter news. The annual Swell... Sculpture Festival starts this Friday at Currumbin Beach on the Gold Coast. 
Now, this has been around since I think the early two, I think 2003 or 2004 was its uh, inaugural year. And basically, it's similar to what they have in Sydney later in October when they have sculptures by the sea. It's like a similar theme where they have all these different sculptures along Currumbin Beach that you walk past and they've got the artists and, and so forth. And um, the sculptures vary from year to year and some of them light up of a night time and so forth. And it uh, attracts a big crowd and um, it goes for, I think it goes from the 13th of September to the 22nd of September. So it goes for about eight or nine days. And Iger's Gold Coast will be holding an Insta Meet this coming Friday at 4.30 to check out the sculptures and they uh, will do more than likely a sunset down the Currumbin Rock. And the weather is looking pretty good at the moment for that. So I've attended the Swell Sculpture Festival for the last four or five years. I think I attended one year when I was uh, actually living in Sydney. I was up here for the weekend. And um, last year I didn't take many photos, but um, there's been some really good uh, sculptures. I remember the year where they had the clothesline and there was another year, or it might have been the same year, they had the big mum word in the sand. And I used that as a post for a Mother's Day Facebook post that I did a few years ago. So they have some really interesting uh, structures. So, um, so from this Friday, from the 13th to the 22nd, and if you're interested, there is an Insta Meet that Iger's Gold Coast are hosting from 4.30pm this coming Friday. Check out Iger's Gold Coast Facebook page or their Instagram page for more details. And that wraps up episode four of Glenno's podcast. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Have a terrific week ahead. Stay safe out there, especially if you're near the fires. I don't think I'll be doing a recording next week as I will be at a wedding next Sunday. So congratulations to Diane and Chris, and I'm really looking forward to celebrating your special day. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.